It's time for the Average Pros Fantasy Football Podcast, featuring Jonathan Rates, Alex Huff, and Braden Crow. Well, welcome into another fantastic episode of the Average Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. I say fantastic, hoping to be a prophetic statement, but we're excited about what we get to talk about today. It's all four of us. It's the whole crew. Uh, despite the uh, intro there, we're still working on that. It's pending. It's coming. It's going to be great, but we've got Justin, we've got Braden, we've got Alex, and we've got myself, Jonathan. So we're going to keep it clear. We're going to keep it competitive, but uh, this is going to be your engagement with us for about two weeks. So we may be a little less concise uh, and have a little fun with it. So uh, we will not have an episode coming out in this coming Thanksgiving, recording this on the Monday night uh, while the football game is still going on. So we can give you some live reactions, but that's enough of me giving you all the details and the end of announcements for us. Let's get to it. So starting off tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about the Chicago Bears. So Braden, we talked about DJ Moore in the past. We talked about Justin Fields in the past. Justin Fields coming back. DJ Moore kind of in a slump. Do we still think he's a fringe wide receiver one moving forward? We'll kick it off with you. Uh. Yeah, I I feel like me and Alex's takes that one week that you were gone, that whenever you came back and we kind of bickered about it, it was so anticlimactic because we never got to see it actually play out again because Fields got hurt. And so I am ready for Fields to be back just so I can see what is DJ Moore's reality. Like, I don't think that a 48-point game or whatever it was is a fluke. And so... I'm really excited. I think regardless if he's a French wide receiver one or not with fields, he's that volatility piece that every lineup needs. And I think his price is pretty low right now. I mean, he's, he's looked really, really bad the last few weeks just because the bears offensive looked really bad. They've been without their quarterback. They've been with, without their uh, starting running back. And so, um, yeah, I, I still think he's a fringe wide receiver one. I'd probably put Devonta Smith right now over him just with this Goddard news. But like, I think he's in that conversation with Olave and and all the other kind of fringe and Higgins is dirt. And so kind of that whole area is a, a murky area for everyone. Yeah, Alex, have we seen anything about Khalil Herbert or any of y'all about Khalil Herbert getting reactivated? What what are the timelines on Fields and Herbert? Because I think that's a great point about the difference there. Um, anybody weigh in on on any of those time frames there? I mean, I know for Fields, it looks like he's he's back next week. Uh, Herbert was also activated, so he has a twenty one day window. So I don't know if he's going to be back this next week or I think they go on by. Uh, I think he'll be thirteen. I think he'll 13. be back this week. They yeah. they. Yep. They did not activate him um, for the game, but he practiced in full the two days before the game. And so I think just I think just the game being on Thursday and the extra like the mini buy in there. I think they just gave him that night off because whenever you're playing the Panthers, like you can give half of your team off and still win. So, yeah, and I, I would agree on the sentiment, too, with like DJ Moore, where I obviously was like beating the drum for him and high-end wide receiver one, and I think at this point he's maybe a middling wide receiver two without Justin Fields. Maybe with Justin Fields, he's, I mean, I don't know. It's hard, but 
with Justin Fields, maybe he's in that like Higgins, Waddle, Devonta Smith grouping that Braden was saying, but I don't know. It's we, we kind of need to see it before we I'd probably take him over Waddle. Um I think he's so, in that he's in that grouping versus what we were talking about before. And this is not just me being a homer, but Justin, one of the names that was thrown out was a uh Amon Raw and DJ Moore was kind of that 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 rub. And I think Braden and Alex, you can give me a head nod. Y'all were DJ Moore at the time over Amon Ra with Justin Fields. Um, Justin, are you sharing that sentiment? Uh, give me your thoughts on that, and then I'll let the other guys weigh in. No, I have Amon Ra over Moore. Um, I was just looking at it, and I mean, I realize Justin Fields has been gone the last couple of weeks, but DJ Moore only has two top 10 finishes. And I think even when Fields comes back, he might have them sprinkled in here or there, but he's not going to have that consistent chance to be in that wide receiver one range like Amon Ra is. So I'm I'm sticking with Amon Ra over more rest of season. So the reason I bring those up, and Braden, you can weigh in here, but uh, Amon Ra is this in half point PPR for the season. Amon Ra is number seven, and then DJ Moore is number eight. So they're right there next to each other, separated by a about a four and a half point difference. So, Braden, what were you going to add to that? No, I, I just, I mean, in Alex and I's defense, we weren't actually wrong because <laughs> Justin Fields hasn't been there. But very true. But uh, there's still hope. <laughs> but uh, I mean, all of that to say, like. Is there DJ Moore would have to have like he's got his work cut out for him to be in the same conversation as Amon Ra because from that moment that we had that conversation, Amon Ra just took off. And so yeah. um, but you know, like I'm I'm looking at like even like we try to look at like fantasy within windows of the season. And so like I'm looking at like weeks six to six to nine, and I'm looking at like the top wide receivers and you know michael Pittman's there i would still take dj Moore over michael Pittman, knowing that fields is back um, what about chris olave i that's a really good name um so chris olave's bias this week buys set aside i would still probably take dj Moore, given um just that there was positive signs with fields and with Carr, it's it's kind of scary with olave um so that's but it like probably i probably won't be Carr for it weeks it's scary what Carr does yeah. to wide receivers in general yeah he's got a guy in prison he's yeah, yeah. He's pretty... also i think the name that's like very obvious too is, is like... that Hen- henry ruggs right anyway henry ruggs antonio brown went off the rails once he was with him yeah i think we also had like cd lamb keenan allen ahead of or like dj more ahead of those guys i think that's obviously a miss here like, sure yeah just a admit that um mike evans maybe is an interesting name i think mike I was evans looking at versus dj Moore rest of the season i might take mike I w- evans i'll take dj Moore there personally I, I i i understand that it's been awful with bajant at quarterback but like i just want to remind us like dj Moore was in these conversations with a healthy fields and yeah. Fields is going to be healthy next week. And so unless you're really getting like quality price for him, I mean, he's been awful and he still is the wide receiver eight. 
So, so, so like Cooper Cup, sure, Puka, or TJ Moore rest of the season. Uh, I would probably take if I knew Stafford was healthy as well. I would probably take Puka, given that he's passed his bye. Like that's the tiebreaker for me. But I think he's in that conversation. Yeah, I probably take DJ Moore over Puka. Just with, I, I still think Cooper Cup is is going to elevate. And you look at the target trend. Cooper Cup has outpaced Puka on targets the last three weeks, I believe it is. So, um, but it's it's close. I mean, I, I've come around on DJ Moore with y'all. I mean, I'm just looking at the the top wide receivers here for the season. And yeah, some of those names you mentioned, he's ranked eight. I definitely take the eight, the seven guys ahead of him. Mike Evans, questionable. I probably bump. I probably take Chris Olave. What about Brandon Ayuk? I think I take Brandon Ayuk uh, over him, even though Debo's healthy. I think uh, I would take DJ Moore. I would take DJ if I if if either Kittle or Debo were out for the season. Not that I'm wishing on them, but if one of them were, that makes it a little bit easier of a decision. But I yeah. I still am probably taking DJ Moore right now. Exact same logic, and I think that same logic also. Also puts Michael Pittman, I think, over DJ Moore for me rest of the season. Because I'm not pass catchers like Josh Downs being hurt. And is that what you're saying, Alex? Yeah, just him being the like the alpha in that offense. I think DJ Moore is as well, but we don't know where Justin Fields is gonna be. It's close, but I think like they're both ahead of Brennan Ayuk for me. And I think they're both ahead of Puka and Jalen Waddle for me, but it's close. It sounds weird to say, but I think Michael Pittman I'd almost rather have as a wide receiver one than DJ Moore on my team because Michael Pittman's consistency has been there in that 15 to 18 range. But then you've got, you know, DJ Moore who could boom for 30 and maybe having him as a wide receiver too gives you that, that boom. But Justin, do you have anything to add before we talk about the pastronaut? (laughs) Did, did we talk about Adams, Devontae Adams? Mixed in all that those names. Yeah. Who do you, you take Devontae Adams or DJ Moore? Well, we had just talked. No, 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 last... no. Off the cuff. Who do you take? Tell us. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Uh, we talked last episode about possibly Deontay Johnson being over Devontae Adams, but then Devontae Adams came out and had a great week. So um I was just just curious if y'all thought Devontae Adams was ahead of DJ Moore, because I can see where, you know, the Raiders have kind of caught a new wind and Aiden O'Connell isn't like the answer, but Jonathan, you had mentioned something about he's kind of like another Jameis Winston. Like he's going to make mis- lots of mistakes, but he's still good for fantasy assets. Um, I don't know. I like Adams over DJ Moore. What do y'all think? I'm, I'm not. Which is there. weird to say after we were, after I was agreeing that Johnson might be over him, but I think this week changed a lot for me with Adams. You're not agreeing, Braden. I'm not there with Adams. I just. I, I'm just, it's not fun to watch Raiders football right now. And I'm just not there. I'm not ready to, to bank on Devontae Adams. I think the tiebreaker for me right now, probably more over Adams, which is crazy to think is the touchdown uh, probability. I actually think the bears are more likely to score touchdowns than the Raiders. And so Devontae got 13 targets, but. I don't think he came close to touchdown reception unless I missed it. But um, whereas DJ Moore, I think you're going to 
get the more likelihood of that, but it's really close for me. And I kind of almost flip flop. So, uh, cool. We talked about a lot of names there. So that was good rapid fire stuff, guys. What about the pastor? Not we're talking about Josh Dobbs. I didn't know that was his nickname. I can't believe I missed that. It's a great nickname. My new favorite nickname. I'm probably going to say it 47 more times throughout this podcast. So everybody just buckle up. Uh, but, uh, he affects, the Vikings in a lot of ways, most notably makes them competitive in the NFC North, which is much to my uh, detriment, but that's okay. But TJ Hawkinson better with Dobbs than cousins. Braden. I question. That was a question. Sorry. I didn't really end that with a very good question. That was kind of question statement, but is he better with Dobbs or cousins? I mean, Dobbs threw a ton to his tight end in Arizona. And he, I mean, Ertz was another startable tight end and he had Hollywood. He could have gone to Hollywood and he didn't. And so I I don't know, like maybe like Hawkinson was getting just peppered with targets. And so I think Jefferson is obviously going to be a wide receiver one whenever he's back. And I think that's going to be great, but this is a fast paced offense. It's, they have a banged up backfield and a very shallow backfield. I don't know why they wouldn't try to pick up seven, eight yards with Hawkinson on first and second down instead of running the ball for one or two yards on first and second down. So yeah, I think he's going to get 10, 11, 12 targets every, you know, every game. And I think he's going to be in that conversation to be a top two, three tight end. Alex, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, Brayden and I have a league where we're trying to trade for TJ Hawkinson and we are doing it uh, very unsuccessfully because uh, he looks amazing right now. I think he's the tight end two going forward. I think he might be the tight end one in dynasty also going forward. Um, Just regardless of whether it's Josh Dobbs or Kirk Cousins, I think TJ Hawkinson has moved into this elite tier. Um. In terms of Justin Jefferson, I think that's like he's a beneficiary uh, when he gets back, but like we kind of knew that. So nothing crazy there. I don't know. I I think it's if you can still get TJ Hawkinson, maybe it's worth it, but I don't think anybody can trade for him at this point. Would you do like Mark Andrews for Hawkinson straight up, Alex? Yeah. In in Dynasty, I for sure would. What's your type? Every Never. format. What's your tiebreaker in Dynasty for verse redraft? I guess Alex. I guess it, it would age? be it would be Kirk Cousins coming back. Okay. Well, so, yeah. It's, yeah. I was just curious because I think Andrews and Hawkinson are about the same age, and so is it just a trust of with the, with the Dynasty aspect with Hawkinson, the trust of quarterback there, or do you think he's a better talent profile than Mark Andrews? I'm not leaning one way or the other. I'm just curious to flesh out that idea a little bit. I think there's more talent. I think that there is uh, there. It's just a, it's a, you can always count on Kevin O'Connell's offense. And I I don't know. I mean, Lamar's awesome, but he's going to get his rushing and they've found ways to get Gus Edwards, three touchdowns and, I get Odell Beckham a touchdown and I just would rather count on Hawkinson personally. And and I think the bigger thing is here, I think if you have Mark Andrews, 
you can trade him for Hawkinson plus, and I would do that. Who has Hawkinson oh, in our dynasty league? Because I <laughs> want to do that. Uh, part. Part, yeah. yeah. Good luck. Good luck just getting in contact with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's at the poker table currently. But, Park, but, if you're but, listening to this, respond to trades. Please. But in all in all reality, like keeper league, whatever. Like I think you can do Mark Andrews plus for TJ Hawkinson, and I would do that in a heartbeat. I'm gonna send an offer and, right now. And and I would also do I would do uh if I had Travis Kelsey, I think I would be looking at Hawkinson just from a long term perspective in any format. Uh I was just looking at the target total. And then Justin, I want to hear your thoughts on this uh, whole conversation, but Mark Andrews missed a week. So he's got one less week than Hawkinson, but Hawkinson has 80 targets on the season and Andrews has 55. So there's a 30, 25. I can't do math. 20. That's like probably a two and a half game difference at least. Um, so pretty wild. Um, and I mean, he's him and Kelsey are, 80 and 72, and then it drops to 61 with Evan Ingram, 59 with Sam Laporta, and 55 with Mark Andrews. So that's that's pretty pretty drastic there. So Justin, are you kind of on the same sense, share the same sentiment as the other guys? Uh, as far as like Andrews Hawkinson in Dynasty, I think I'm uh agreeing. I would agree with Andrews long term, but I think Hawkinson, you you can't go away from him this year. He's He's just like you were just saying with the targets, like he is with Dobbs, he'll get more, uh, more of the check downs and he's just going to get so many targets still, but the, we'll move on kind of to the next bullet point there under the Vikings, the outlook once Jefferson is back. I think that does definitely change things for Hawkinson. Cause um, I mean, he's been absolutely great the last four weeks, but you see when Jefferson was healthy, there's there's a lot of down games mixed in. He went for only four points against Carolina, um, and so I I mean I definitely think that just takes targets away from him, and so he's not going to be this tight end, you know, top five tight end guaranteed every week like he has been. Um, another thing I just want to point out is we have you know Dobbs as a QB one a question coming up. He is only rostered in 38% of ESPN league still. So go pick him up. Like waivers hasn't run yet. He's going to be over 65. He, he will, it. but I'm just saying like, he's available to pick up on waivers. So like put a, put a claim in for him. Like there with the, the quarterback landscape we're in right now, like he's, there's very few better than, than him right now that you could pick up if you're needing to find some new options at quarterback. So just want to throw that out there. It might be an obvious thing, but he's no, the good. answer if you're looking for somebody. He's the answer. He's Josh the Dobbs is the, he's answer. the answer. Pastor, take you to levels and atmospheres you've never experienced in the fantasy realm. Javante right. Williams just caught a touchdown. Javante Williams just got a touchdown. The league that really? I am, say that. The league that I am one and eight. Wait, in. who caught a touchdown? I'm just kidding. I got a win. <laughs> Two and eight, baby. Two and eight. There you go. <laughs> On to the playoffs. Hey, uh, TJ Hawkinson's the wide receiver, or excuse me, tight end one after. Now, he hasn't had his bye yet, and Travis Kelsey now has, but he's the tight end one by 13 points right now, so in half PPR. So I'm going to go ahead. I thought this was going to be a bolder take, but I think Hawkinson finishes the wide receiver. Gosh dang it. Tight end one this year. So He'd be doing great if he finishes wide receiver one. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was going to look at his totals, but he's so far behind probably Tyree killing those. Uh, I also think Kelsey's got some swift problems that are going to probably not lead to his best finish this season. So that's just a we're, personal. We're trying take. to get those Swifties to listen to this podcast, get it going, uh, get it off the ground. I, I would still put my money in the fact that Travis Kelsey's going to finish as the tight end one, but I think I mean, it'll it's, be close. I mean, that's that's a good bet because he has done it so often. But but I think just... I think I think the fact that Hawkinson's in that category is like solidifying what we're saying is like I think whatever you can do to trade for him, especially in the kind of keeper dynasty league, is worth it. Let's pivot and talk about the Jaguars. Uh, that was disgusting, uh, what we experienced on Sunday. So other than ETN, who had a six-point week, which was far and away his worst week in the last several, uh, can you start any other Jaguar? I mean, that's that's bringing in the question Christian Kirk. That's bringing in the question Calvin Ridley. Justin, I'm coming to you with this question first, and that's bringing in Evan Ingram uh, and Trevor Lawrence. So those those five names, five names that have been – Really good for fantasy, decent for fantasy. Justin, can you can you start them other than Travis Etienne? I think the only two that I'm starting outside of Etienne are Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. I think Evan Ingram is, you know, still a top ten tight end, like as far as just I mean, the tight end landscape's always tough, but he's not great by any means like a consistent double digits like he's going to have his down games but like you can feel confident that like he's one of the better options still at tight end and then christian kirk i mean he got 11 targets uh yesterday and i still like him to continue to get that production and those looks but get rid of calvin ridley like (laughs) i don't know if that means drop him that might be drastic but he's he's just He's not worth anything to me. Um, I, yeah, he burnt me in a couple of leagues this year. So I'm just very over him, but I think Kirk and Ingram, you can still play. And then Lawrence, I, I don't know. I think that he maybe is just still dealing with that knee injury. Um, he's been wearing a brace for a couple of weeks, but I just don't know if that affects him really as much as it has been you know, fantasy production wise, like he's been very bad, especially this week. Um, but I think there are better days for Lawrence. So there could come a time in a few weeks where we're talking differently about Lawrence, but as far as everyone else, it's, um, I guess Ridley would really be then the only one that I'm super off of. I think Jacksonville Extreme Lawrence, go ahead, Bryn. I think Jacksonville is the third best team in this division. So the Texans and the Colts are taken above that? Yeah. Above them? I'd Absolutely. take the Texans, probably not the Colts. Have they you beat watched the, the Jaguars? They they beat the Patriots 10 to 6. Like, Jaguars that's, are that's not six doing much for you. 3. 6 and 3. This was their first like abysmal game besides like week 1. They didn't look great, but I don't Under know. I'm still a Jags believer. I like not the a take, believer. I like the take. There's there's substantiation to that take. I think we uh, can all I... agree the Titans are the last in that division. <laughs> yeah, safe to say that. Will Levis has not levitated their play. I was just spent the last 30 seconds scrolling week nine to figure out where Evan Ingram finished, and then I realized he was on bye. So it's like, oh, yeah, not going to find him. But 
the last two weeks, Evan Ingram in week eight had 10 catches for 88 yards, caught all 10 of his targets. And then this week he had four for 12. Um, so like you said, I think, think a down game there, but, uh, Braden, are you, would you share the sentiment or are you benching, uh, anybody else from that Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, I guess are really the two in question. I think we're all on the same page with Calvin Ridley at this point. Yeah. I mean, so like if I had Trey McBride and Christian Kirk, which, or sorry, if I had Trey McBride and Evan Ingram, which that's a lot of people's situation, people drafted Evan Ingram, but they picked up McBride off waivers is I'm going to start McBride every single week. And, you know, I think that's just where I'm at with as far as like tight end goes, you know, like I like Kincaid over Ingram. Uh, Ingram to me is like in the Njoku tier for me. Alton so, Schultz or Evan Ingram? Uh, man, if one of those wide receivers in Houston ever misses time, it's really, really easy to go Schultz. And even if they're all healthy, I I don't mind going with Schultz just because I know that Stroud's going to throw at least two touchdowns. How Pitts Cole or Com- Evan Ingram? Did you say Cole Komet? I was going to, but... Uh, the Kyle, Kyle Pitts one was just for fun. I just want Braden yeah. to like, you know... I, think, I, I mean, let's go either. Bijan got a touchdown. Rank, sorry, rank Evan Ingram, Cole Komet, Kyle Pitts. I just sorry. I, <laughs> go ahead. The Falcons had, get mentioned and Justin just loses his mind. <laughs> <laughs> he starts. Right, go, Brain. I'm I'm done. Kyle Kyle Pitts is probably at the bottom of that list, and I guess Cole Komet's first, and Ingram second. But I don't like starting Komet or Ingram. Right yeah, that... Komet's look good. I mean, he he really has. Like, whenever he gets the opportunity, he has maintained a high target sharing games and can get the work done there. And then he also just comes down with the ball in the end zone. And both of those things are super valuable. So, you know, it's I think it's great that Ingram's getting a lot of targets, and that's valuable, especially the tight end position. But so is these touchdowns and I get that touchdowns aren't necessarily that sticky of a stat, but the bears consistently are going to him there. So I don't mind commit there. Yeah. Jonathan, you need a tight end in our league record. <laughs> you you're trying to trade commit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't, I, I don't anymore. Cause Travis Kelpie's coming back. Go ahead, Justin. I kind of disagree with, uh, commit. He, he, he's still, he's, a good football player, but fantasy wise, I just think he's kind of boom bust. Like not as much as like a George Kittle, but he'll have a two touchdown game and then he'll get no, like he'll go without a catch. And so I think I'm going to actually throw another name out there, McBride. And I think McBride is going to be better than him rest of the season. They both have their bye coming up um, still ahead of them. And I think McBride with Kyler back is better than Komet rest of the season. I guess yeah, I just like Braden had him above Evan Ingram yeah. and Komet has had more. Oh, you mentioned McBride above Ingram. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and then Komet, I guess you Komet, agree with me. Komet has had more targets in his last three games than Ingram has. So I get that it's boom bust, but he's maintaining a high target share as well. Yeah. It's okay, Justin. The Bills game is really important. We know you have. I know Dalvin Cook has had like three carries inside the twenty yard line, and I just needed one of them to go in the end zone. So I'm watching that closely. So if I'm not paying attention, that's why. You said Dalvin Cook. 
<laughs> Sorry, James Cook. <laughs> Dalvin Cook they had both... maybe two carries for the Jets last night. <laughs> I will say both Cook brothers get way too much TV time in terms of primetime games, but that's another conversation for another time. So so we got a lot of teams returning from bye that are have some integral fantasy players. So you got the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Rams coming back. So what's the biggest storyline to watch in week 10 with these teams coming back, Alex? Are you looking at the Eagles trying to figure out life without Goddard? The Chiefs, who steps up? We're always asking that question. The Dolphins, they get HN back. Um, and then the Rams, of course, with the Koopa, Koopa, <laughs> Koopa, that's Koopa Puka and Cooper Cup's uh, celebrity couple name, uh, Puka and Cup uh, with Stafford kind of coming back from injury. What's what's the biggest storyline you're watching? I think uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles here because I think Devonta Smith specifically with Goddard out has always had a really high production. So I think if maybe trade targets are still available, like I think Devonta Smith should be on the table here because I think he, regardless of AJ Brown's production, uh, Devonta Smith has proven to be a very consistent and productive wide receiver with Dallas Goddard not on the table. The other piece in this Eagles offense also, I think, is uh, DeAndre Swift. I think he's had a couple like mediocre weeks. I think that uh, he should be looked at going forward in terms of his production. Um, He's still overall uh, the running back 10 in full PPR and tw- uh, running back 12 and half PPR. So like even with a couple down weeks now that Goddard's out too, um, I, I would expect him to be in that like top maybe eight to six conversation. So if you have trade targets available, I would still be looking at him. I would take him right now over Alvin Kamara rest of the season uh, with Kamara's production kind of decreasing. I would take him over Saquon Barkley rest of the season. So just to throw his name out uh, kind of relative to some other positional pieces. So let's you talk see, about DeAndre. Oh, go ahead, Brain. Sorry. I zoned out because I was watching Josh Allen run in. You said you would take who over Kamara and Saquon? Swift. Swift, yeah. Yeah, that Josh Allen oh, touchdown run just won me my re- league by rest, re- five points. Rest of season with Goddard missing some weeks. I think Saquon's questionable. I mean, and then Kamara's yeah. production's kind of just been going downhill. I think I would take Swift and Kamara more kind of tit for tat a little bit, but I would take both of them over Saquon rest of season. Yeah, and I would but... also take both of them rest over Pollard rest of season. Mm-hmm. I would probably rank that list. Oh gosh, I'm still probably gonna take Camara first, but then Swift, Pollard, Saquon, Saquon and Pollard are close, and they're fine, but they're RB twos. Like I, I think I'm gonna get ten points out of them. But Camara's rushing attempts have gone down from like twenty two, nineteen, seventeen, seventeen to nine and nine the last two weeks. Yeah, so this week they were down like. Yeah. big really really early and i don't think that's going to be the game script every single every single uh, week i mean but his targets have also gone down from like eight and 14 to five five seven what did the cowboys just absolutely smother saquon i i missed that oh he's 13 yeah he had seven, seven uh, points and, i mean so five alex does alex does this change your mind at all with camera sorry i don't want to get too distracted but atlanta which 
they're going to be in that game. So Kamara will be involved. Detroit, they could get out quick. But Carolina, the Giants, the Rams, Tampa Bay. Like none of those games are games that the Saints will get boat raced. Thus, Kamara will probably be involved. Does that change anything for you? In relation to DeAndre Swift, no, because Alvin Kamara is going into his bye and DeAndre Swift is coming out of his bye. So I would still take Swift on a good offense right now over Kamara. I hear you. Does Kamara not get a boost in those games if they get boat raced? Is he not getting the passing work in that? I mean, I would take Kamara over like Saquon and Pollard and a lot of those names. Yeah. Fun fact, Pollard hasn't scored a touchdown in 30 quarters. Uh, Pro football focus, therefore. A, r- a rushing I, touchdown. I, yeah. A quarters. rushing touchdown, I, yes. And I think I, there. I think I would take uh, Kamara over Kenneth Walker to your point, Crow. Yeah, I hear rest you. Of se- rest of season. But I wouldn't take him over DeAndre Swift just because DeAndre Swift has the extra week for the bye. But yeah, I th- I just think DeAndre Swift's kind of sw- uh, slept on a little bit. Is, is A-chan above all those names for you? No, I don't think so. Coming back from a knee injury. Yeah, it was an ankle. He was a knee. His ankles connected to his knee. (laughs) And shoulders, knees and toes. Does he he not have a knee? (laughs) His knee probably hurt too. (laughs) I would probably. I'm taking a. I'm taking a chan over all those names. It was his Uh, knee. So sorry. It's close. I where's the Gibbs on that too? Gibbs and A Chan are Gibbs are to pretty, the moon are pretty neck and neck. With I, the I, have, I have Swift over Gibbs, but I think A Chan is like I don't know. You have Swift over know. Gibbs. I think so. Whoa. Hey, he's Alex been, he's been, been over Swift. I mean, Swift has been over uh, over Gibbs this whole time. Jonathan, have you reached out to your team yet? Alex, we need to go back and look at our original comment when I said Swift is going to get cut, and I said the I took Rashad Penny over Swift. How many Uh, times? How many times over has Swift lapped Rashad Penny? I wasn't (laughs) going to like one punishment. It's like forty-seven at this point. (laughs) I wasn't going to embarrass you to ever bring it up, but you you brought it up. I embarrassed myself. (laughs) I have lost all fantasy credit as an analyst. And he has three point two fantasy points this year. You're doing great, Jonathan. Yeah. Well, when you talk about exponential, if we take the square root, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're high on pits, Alex. I or not pits. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Don't bring up another failure on this podcast. Bijan got a touchdown this week. <laughs> while while he's recovering, we're talking about Swift, Gibbs. Uh, we're talk about Achan and Walker. Y'all want to rank those? I will rank it. Kamara or Kamara, sorry. That's the fourth. So Swift, Gibbs, Achan, Kamara. Yeah, let's all rank those. Okay. So you have them, Alex, Swift, Gibbs, HN, Kamara? Yes. Okay. Braden? HN, Gibbs, Swift, Kamara. Okay. Justin? Kamara, Gibbs, HN, Swift. Kamara, Gibbs, HN. I think we all said different things. That's you just think Kamara the highest. Uh, I, I think, I think Gibbs game as they get into the flow of these games being blowouts, I think you're going to start to 
the, the Lions schedule is pretty easy. So Gibbs will have his days, but I think Montgomery's still going to get a lot of the work. So yeah, because of that, I am going to go HN. Oof. <laughs> Gibbs. Uh, I'll go Kamara Gibbs uh, Swift. So pretty much by and large, we're trading all of these people for HN. Right. I, I, I just man you got you gotta play the boot. You gotta take the chance. It's like just, if you have a chan in your because you're looking at him being your flex and he's somebody that can get you 20, 25 points a week because he's not you already likely drafted pretty good running backs. So if you just, miss, you miss, but that's the guy, he's a league winner. Okay, I so just, like, I just think I'd rather have Swift rest of the season than A Chan and take the risk on A Chan coming back from injury. Am I crazy there? I just I cried. I mean, interrupt. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. I, I think I'm just lower on Swift because, like, Kenneth Gainwell, although he, although he is not getting a lot of rushing work, he still is playing like forty percent of snaps. And in addition to that, it's J. If they are at the two yard line or closer, nine times out of ten, it is going to Jalen Hurts. And I think Swift is still going to get yards. I still think he's going to get receptions. I think he's a great fantasy asset. He's exceeded every expectation for being traded for a seventh round draft pick. But I, I got to take the moonshot of Achan. And with a, with a thirty-one or thirty-two year old running back, in Mostert, he's been fine. He's been there's times that he's been amazing. But even since Achan's been out, he hasn't been what we thought he was going to be when a chan went out so i just am taking that moonshot and that's also kind of why i have gibbs so high because it is that moonshot and if montgomery missed another week it's it's 30 points like that's a that's an auto win it feels like so i just i had to take the moonshot on that i guess i get the perspective of like taking the shot on him so like i would take a chan over camara for sure just because you're taking the shot. And I think I would take him over Gibbs with Montgomery coming back. I think where I draw the line is Swift on a good offense, already being elite rest of season when they have to rely on him a little bit more. And AJ Brown's definitely going to like come back to earth a little bit, but that would be my only line I would draw. So I completely agree with you. I, I still think I would take HN or take the shot over like Saquon rest of season, which is that sounds crazy, crazy yeah. before the season has started. But like now I think that's like kind of realistic. Like I would take HN over Pollard Camara. Like those shots I think are fair. I just would, t- I would rely on Swift on a good offense. I think I would still take that over eight, the shots rest of the season. But I, I hear where you're coming from. So like, completely valid it's just a this, maybe a matter of strategy. did hn go out week four i was just looking at that but just to give Braden some credibility uh not that he needs it but to support his point uh gainwell's 37 percent snap share uh over the last in in week nine he was and then uh swift was 65 percent. so um hn yeah, went I out week five five yeah yeah i i agree with crow on the upside i just that was that was my only point was I would still take the RB one on a good offense I think but the rest of the offenses I don't think are near as good so I take the upside of HN a hundred percent. Y'all don't look now, but the Broncos are about to kick a field goal to beat the Bills. Yeah, and win their third straight game. So 
What what is a world like where Bills are five and five? We're about to find out. 2023, year of our Lord, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so we talked about Monty and Gibbs uh, a little bit there, but let's put a bookend on that. And uh, how are we viewing that? Justin, we'll start with you um, since Alex and I kind of gave our takes a little bit. Um, What what are your thoughts on that? How are you viewing that backfield? And uh, I guess maybe who do you have finishing rest of season higher? Rest of season meaning from I guess since last week they played together, obviously. Yeah. That's that's a really tough one because I mean you had the two great weeks with uh Monty out and then he comes back and Gibbs is still incredible, the RB two on the week. Um I think Monty had like 116 yards and Gibbs had 112 total yards of offense and then the two touchdowns. So that's what elevated him over Monty. I think Gibbs is Gibbs going forward is going to be the better back there. Um, he's just, he's so explosive. And I think that's been unlocked now. I think Dan Campbell and is it Ben Johnson? Is that their offensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben yes. Johnson, which funny enough is our um, intro outro guy, isn't it? It is. Shout out, is. Ben. We Shout love out you. Ben Johnson. Not the offensive coordinator, another guy named Ben Johnson. Well, but... I love, I love him too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think I think that's been unlocked and Gibbs is going to, yeah, Gibbs to the moon. I don't see, I'm thinking back to my ranking that we just did and I put Kamara over Gibbs, but I don't know why I did that because I truly believe that Gibbs is going to be incredible. And I think you can play both of them. Like you can play Gibbs in one of your RB spots and then uh, Monty in your flex. And I think, I think you're going to be just fine there. It's kind of what I'm doing in one of my leagues, so. We got a lot of people going to the moon. I hope the pastorant has enough room. So, okay. Well, I've said Gibbs is going to the moon twice, so he's making two trips with him. We got Gibbs going to the moon. We got A-Chan going to the moon. Pastorant's leading the charge. Who else is going to the moon this rest of the season? Got to load that load that spaceship up. Uh, But but this is the last thing I'll say about the Detroit backfield is that I if thought you were gonna he, make a moon comment and like no. you know, the movie reference. All all the movie references that have to do with space are bad. So, <laughs> like, huh. uh, except all <laughs> thirteen, it's like the best. Wait, do they succeed? It's the, the most. It's the most successful failure ever. Watch the movie. Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, <laughs> Bill Paxton, Gary Sneeze. It's a classic. Oh, did he? He just missed the field goal. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Sorry. He, he just he missed it. Will Lutz He's not it? been good tonight. Oh, no. Missed the extra There's point, a... which is the reason that they're down one, and then misses the... Uh, how do the wow. Bills survive that? That's garbage. Hey, we don't Wait, have to know what a world's a, like with the Bills a, five and five. There's a penalty. Oh. Here's a penalty. Well, here's the deal. Going back to the space comment, uh, I was saying bad as in like, they don't blow up at the end. And so Apollo 13 <laughs> does not meet that criteria in the sense that it ends poorly in that sense. Great movie, but terrible ending. So we hope it clears better for the Pastronauts voyage. Yeah, the Pastronauts voyage hopefully is better than uh, Tom Hanks's. Um, but if either running back for the Lions goes down, do y'all agree that both, whoever it is, is a top five running back? I yes. Yes. Wait, I don't think I understood that question. 
Just if either one goes down. If one gets the, hurt, the other one's oh, not Oh, I thought you were saying if both go down, so like Craig Reynolds. I was like, no. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I think if just one of those are left standing, uh, they're top five. Well, the penalty allowed them to re-kick, and the Broncos just won. So now I do have a world with the Bills five and five. Russell Broncos Wilson is the greatest on. quarterback of all time. Broncos QB, country. QB1 2024 from now on until the future. Let's clip that real quick. <laughs> let's let's yeah look in that well we, uh, yeah. we will hold you to that forever <laughs> i kind of was bad on that too so uh hey if they're if you know nothing else about the average pros know that we we can admit when we're wrong we're we're good about that and i so feel like we've got have it all figured out so i feel like we've, we've got, got lots of content for our put it on the board guarantees instagram posts so y'all be looking out for that we've had a lot of guarantees this episode also check our starts of the week we did pretty good i think we were like 10 or yeah, those 12 were solid. or 16. So good job, guys. Well, let's get out of here on a final question talking about uh, just kind of the Jets and Raiders. Uh, I know it's kind of blah to end on, but some conversations to really have between Brees and his kind of coming back to earth. Uh, and then with Rogers, if he comes back mid-December, are we planning for that? I mean, that's kind of playoff time. In a world where Rodgers comes back, what do we think about that? Alex, we'll we'll start with you really talking about Brees and, and unpacking that situation because we talked about all these running backs and Brees never really came up. So um, like the Tony Pollard conversation, is Brees there? You know, unpack that for us a little bit. Yeah, I think Brees is like a top six RB rest of season. Um, I think if I go to the running back rankings, I have CMC. Uh, Eckler, Etienne. Um, I think after that it gets really kind of murky. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor after this last week probably goes over him, but I think Brees Hall is like right in that conversation. So, um, Josh Jacobs might be the other one that is a little bit lower down in the ranks, but that I would still put him in that top like five category rest of the season. So, like Brees Hall, I think. Is in that conversation. Um, I would take Brees Hall over DeAndre Swift, who we have been talking about in the recent conversation. So, um, it looks so, like Brandon, you're about to say something, but yeah, I would, I, I would take Brees Hall probably top five, maybe as five, but like he's in that conversation, even with a down week. I mean, he looks elusive. the The Jets are struggling, man, but he breaks probably two or three tackles before he gets tackled. Um, so I think you buy the dip for sure. If you can, this is going to be your last chance to buy Brees. What does the jet schedule look like coming up? That's, that's something I'm uh, interested in. I had it pulled up. It's Buffalo, Miami, Atlanta, Houston, Miami. And then Miami is the first round of playoffs. And then it's Washington. The second round of the championship is at Cleveland. And none of those scare me, but championship week is a little nervous that they're playing Cleveland. They could get negative points that game. Uh, with the way the offense is going, well, yeah. Aaron Rodgers might be back. So the Jets are going to get negative points as a team. Yes, the Jets team as a whole will score negative but, points against the Browns. Okay, but I, but that's a Hot really take. good rest of season schedule for Brees Hall overall. Gen, in general, yes, I would agree. I don't have a a ton to say about this matchup, but where it currently stands, I think this Vegas game was a big deal as far as Rodgers' return. Even if he's slated to come back mid-December, that's like that week 15, 16 time frame. 
and it's like the Jets have Buffalo, Miami. That's I'm gonna guess that's two losses right there. So now they're now they are four and seven going into Atlanta. They may win that. They're five and seven. You have Houston who's playing out of their minds, and then Miami. And so, you know, it's like they're gonna be having a losing record, probably regardless. And I don't know if there's even going to be a chance at playoffs. And so if there's not a chance at playoffs, I don't know if Rogers is going to come back for that. So if people are willing to, if people are, are like trying to buy jets players on the hype of him coming back, I'm very open to that. Yeah. I guess Garrett Wilson would be the other name to throw out there. He had uh, a pretty, he had 14 targets, nine for 87, I think, or something around that. Um, so just would have caught that. Hail Mary at the end if Conklin didn't play defense on him. Did y'all see that? I mean, yeah. either way, Tyler Conklin has me. a pass breakup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What are you asking me, Garrett Wilson? <laughs> yeah, Garrett Wilson. You're pretty excited about him almost catching Hail Mary, but uh, <laughs> rest of season, let's talk a little bit about that and then we'll get out of here. Um, talked about DJ Moore. Obviously, that's a different category, but mid wide receiver two, back end wide receiver two. High end wide receiver two for Garrett Wilson. For Garrett Wilson, I got to go high end still wide receiver two. Even with Zach Wilson being there, the last four games he's had twelve targets, thirteen targets, thirteen targets, and fourteen targets. So I don't think you can ask much better for that from your wide receiver two to get be getting that many looks. Um, and then the off chance that Rogers does come back that elevates him in the playoffs and championship time. So. I think he's high end wide receiver too. What I'm low was, end wide receiver too, but low end wide receiver too. So like in that twenty to twenty four range. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, I probably go mid. I see him somewhere in that sixteen to twenty range. Um, obviously not top, but probably like eighteen wide receiver eighteen. I guess that's mid, right in the middle. He is currently the wide receiver seventeen on the year. Oh, I didn't even look at that. I'm so good. It's like I didn't say. DeAndre Swift was going to get cut. Uh, Alex, is where are you with Garrett Wilson? Half PPR or PPR? That is, I Probably believe, PPR. Uh, full PPR. Full PPR, yeah. Which, like, most of the cool kids are playing these days, right? So, yeah. I would take him over Puka rest of season. Uh, I would put him over Mike. Him and Mike Evans are close. I'd take him over DK rest of season. I'd take him... Uh, over Deontay, Amari Cooper, Olave. Yeah, no, I take Olave over him. Uh, I take Jalen Waddle over him, Pittman over him. So I, I think he's pretty confidently like wide receiver, like fifteen through twenty. That's I know that's a bigger range, but like, I think if you could, if you can get him at the you know back end of that price, take it. If you can sell him as a wide receiver 15, I think you take it. All right, real quick before we get out of here. I know I keep saying that, but I just have so much knowledge <laughs> and questions, so many questions to ask. Who is your quick buy low and sell high moving forward? We're not going to have – we're going to – trade deadlines are going to hit probably before we get back on the pod. So let's hit hit the people with some quick buy lows and sell highs. Uh, my buy low, I'm going to cheat here and give you a little bit more time. But my buy low is going to be Brees Hall, and my sell high is going to be Brian Robinson. 
Uh, I don't think he can return that value. And we've talked about Brees. So that's kind of cheating, but you know, I got to look good after all the swift hate. So, uh, who's, who's got a, who's got another one here. I will uh, go. Oh, go ahead, Brad. Uh, I was just trying to sigh that I haven't had time. Uh, I would probably do like a, Man, if I could sell Saquon or Derrick Henry, I would. Um, and I'd probably buy low on Eckler. I know he had 19 points this week, but I think he's capable of way more. And I I want to buy on him. So You could definitely go Saquon plus probably for Eckler. I think I would yeah. 100% do that. Derrick Henry with the two-point week. I, mean, I don't know. I, uh, I know we've talked a little bit of... Uh, kind of garbage on him but i would my buy low would be uh tony pollard i think that he will regress i think the dallas offense is good it will continue to be good um i just think the touchdown regression will come and then we will be talking about tony pollard in a totally different conversation i think my so high if you can do it is puka still puka nikua i think get what you can get from him i would take uh, Marquise Brown for him. I take DJ Moore for him. I take Christian Kirk for him. De- Deontay Johnson potentially tank Dell for him at this point. I think you take what you can get for Puka. So he's my sell high. All right, Justin, close us out. I think my sell high. I'm going to go with Rashad White, currently the RB eight. I am surprised to see him as the RB eight. Honestly. Um, this past week, he really just ripped off a dink and dunk pass for a long touchdown. Um, and I just I don't see him continuing to be in that RB8 range. So I'm going to sell him high. And then uh, by low, I mean, if people still aren't, you know, figuring out that Goddard's out and uh, there's vacated targets for Devontae Smith to get back to maybe that one closer to that one B, I'm going to try to buy low on Devonte Smith. Yeah. Just a couple more names on the buy lows as far as wide receivers, Alex mentioned Hollywood. Um, and then Deandre Hopkins and, uh, Deontay Johnson are good. If you're trying to get a wide receiver two um, and move forward, you can maybe even put some bench players, like some ones that had really strong performances and, and get those guys. So that's all we got for y'all. If y'all have anything else, you can nod or cut me off from doing this outro. But uh, as for us, that's going to do it. Uh, of course, Justin's raising his hand. So uh, we'll call on you, Justin. Uh, I just want to make is... sure that people saw that Bijan Robinson got a rushing touchdown um, and expect some more to come because Arthur Smith has finally heard the people and he's giving him the ball inside the 20. So let's go. There's... There's no chance that continues. Falcons fans will continue to be disappointed in their fantasy usage. That's going to do it for us. If you haven't liked or subscribed to the podcast, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, and uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. We've got quick questions always coming up, and follow us on our socials at AveragePros underscore FF. Until next time, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Eat lots of turkey. If you don't like turkey, ham's a great option. But that's going to do it. See ya. Your time is valuable, and we thank you for sharing a little of it with the average pros. 
For more clear, concise, and competitive analysis, be sure to follow us on Twitter at AverageProsFF. That's at AverageProsFF. Editing and production by Jonathan Rates. Voiceover by Ben Johnson. Music by Josh Lippy and the Overtimers. We'll catch you at the next one.